Hello and welcome to another episode of This Diet Life. This is the first episode in our 10 part series going through the yamas and niyamas of yoga. As promised, I'm gonna be bringing one additional podcast per week about yoga and taking yoga off the mat. So what are the yamas and niyamas? Just very quickly, there is the eight fold path or eight limb path that we have in yoga and the very first limb is yamas they are considered the internal ethics or the restraints the niyamas are the second limb and those are considered the external ethics or the observances then there is asana or the physical practice which is what most people are familiar with practicing yoga postures on your mat. Fourth is pranayama, which is breathing. And all of those limbs build on the other four limbs, which I'm sure we'll get to at a later point. They get a lot more in depth at that point, with the last one being total and complete bliss, which is what we are all striving for. So the first yama is ahimsa. And it is what all the other yamas are built on. And ahimsa means nonviolence or non-harming. This is typically interpreted to mean a strict vegan or vegetarian diet in a lot of lineages throughout yoga and can be a bit controversial at times because there are some yoga teachers who have gone on to become almost guru-like status who have not thrived on vegetarian or vegan diets. And so they have not advocated that for their practitioners as well. And so depending upon who you read, then ahimsa may be observed by being a vegan or vegetarian. And that is the only way that you can observe ahimsa or we can really get into it a little bit more than that and look at what it really means to be kind which at the very core of this yama is what ahimsa is about being kind and the fundamental question becomes can you be kind to others if you can't first be kind to yourself so i finished my teacher training in january of 2015 And I didn't really connect with the yamas and niyamas because when I went through my teacher training, my teacher was very big on being a vegetarian. And like some vegetarians that you meet, they're so adamant about it that they come off very self-righteous about it. So they don't really give you great reasons as to why you should be. It's just, this is what you should do, do it, kind of an attitude. I did try to be vegan during my teacher training with results that I have talked about on the podcast before. And so I never really connected to the yamas and niyamas for some time. So a year later, I went to Yoga Journal Live, which unfortunately are all gone. But there used to be these really awesome conferences that they would have in different cities throughout the year. And I went to the one in San Francisco in January of 2016. And I got to bookend my experience with all-day immersions with two really fabulous yogis. The first day being Dharma Mitra, who is 
an amazing, amazing yogi. He's been doing yoga for like 50 years or maybe even longer. He has a huge yoga center in, well, a little bit smaller yoga center now um, in New York, but I had a really wonderful day with him. And I did not get a teacher training manual in my teacher training, which is a whole other soapbox. So I actually bought his some months prior to going to Yoga Journal Live, Life of a Yogi. And I took it with me on the trip and read it on the entire plane ride. And he was very big. He's the very typical yogi, very big on being a vegetarian. He did at least provide some reasons as to why, energetically, why it's not a good idea for yogis to eat meat. The last day, I had an all-day immersion with Giselle Mari, who is not maybe as well-known as Dharmamitra is, but still well-known in some yoga communities, particularly the Jiva Mukti community, which she belongs to, but that's probably way too much information for most of you. But her lineage also are very strict vegetarians, but her line of thinking is that's just one way to practice ahimsa. Fundamentally, ahimsa is about being kind. So the best way to practice ahimsa is to focus on being kind to yourself. And that really resonated with me because historically, that's something I've really, really struggled with is saying kind things to myself. And whereas you think you're being kind to other people, when you start to really look at the core, when you're not being kind to yourself, you really aren't being as kind to other people as you think that you are. And so from that moment, I started to make some changes in the way that I talked to myself. The very first thing with anything is it brings awareness. You start to notice the negative self-talk. Once you notice it's there, then it allows you to be able to make changes. It doesn't mean that we can't be critical of the things that we do. Oftentimes we're our biggest critic and that can be okay, but there has to be a fine line. If we're going to critique ourselves, then we've also got to be able to pat ourselves on the back at times as well too. When I was in the Student Government Association in college, whenever we had to debate a topic, they would always follow up a con with a pro. And they would always end on a pro. And it's a very interesting concept to apply to ourselves. If we're going to give ourselves a critique, if we're going to say something negative about ourselves, which I don't recommend, we're going to also have to balance that out with something positive. If we're going to talk about something that we need to change we also need to talk about something that we're doing right. And the reason for that is if we're constantly saying what we need to change, what's wrong with us, then that is the characterization of ourselves that we end up with. And that's not healthy. And so fundamentally, at the core of Ahimsa, we are being kind to ourselves. It's not kinder. It can start with being kinder. But ultimately, we must be kind to ourselves. And that's not just in the way that we speak to ourselves, but also in the way that we take care of ourselves, making sure that we're getting adequate sleep, adequate nutrition, that we're getting the needs that we need and we're not constantly putting ourselves last, which for some of us is a very easy thing to do. 
but that's not being kind to ourselves. And ultimately, that's not being kind to other people if they're depending upon us to be our best self. So ways that you can practice ahimsa, I mentioned being more aware when you speak negatively to yourself. And instead, changing that language around. So what helped me a lot was I actually would, and still do, do vegan or vegetarian challenges with myself. And the reason that I do that is it because it reminds me of why I'm not eating meat. It's, Kim, you have to be more kind to yourself. In a previous church life, I was an Orthodox Christian. And in Orthodox Christian Christianity, you would fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Not fast completely from food, but you would fast from meat and dairy. So basically, you'd be vegan on Wednesdays and Fridays. And Wednesdays was for the day that Judas betrayed Christ. And the Fridays was because that was the day that Jesus was crucified. And then we would also have a few fasts throughout the year, one during Advent, which is the Christmas season. It would be 40 days long, one during Lent, which is the Easter season, and then two smaller ones in the summertime. And the whole point of the fasting process was to constantly reminding, remind you of why you were fasting. It's Lent. It's Advent. So for me, fasting from meat at this point in my life I was not I was no longer orthodox so fasting from meat reminded me to be kind to myself so I'm not advocating that that's what you do for some people it might be wearing a bracelet it might be listening to a song like we talked about last month like whatever that is something to be a constant reminder for you perhaps it's a quote on a wall or on the refrigerator but a constant reminder of ourselves to be kind. They say that within about a 40 day period of time, you can make behavioral changes somewhere between 22 and 40 days. And so just imagine what progress you could make within a month's time, this time next month, that this practice could make you a kinder person to yourself, to other people, and ultimately is making you a better person. This is the first example of how we can bring yoga from warrior two, from child's pose, to our everyday life. So lesson one, be kind, first and foremost. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me at thisdietlife at gmail.com. And I look forward to talking to you next week about our second yama which is about being truthful.